0: to Belmont Bunch. Today we're talking about the Islanders losing their 11th straight game, but continuing the three-game point streak. Nick, we're going to the playoffs, right? Yeah. Yep. So, uh, the Islanders started this game playing I, I don't know, more inspired hockey than the last dozen games, which is you know, not hard to do. And they were rewarded with a stupid Mayfield penalty and a power play goal, um, you know, straight away. So, in case you were uh, getting your hopes up, don't. And uh, Hagel, I believe, tipped it in. It looked like a ridiculous shot from DeBrinket at first, but apparently it got tipped in by uh, a guy whose name rhymes with bagel. So it's one nothing Chicago. Uh, but the Islanders played a decent first. Um, Varley looked fairly sharp in this game. So one nothing after 1. Uh, the Islanders in the second period get a power play goal. And the Isles... What you, so the Isles now... He's showing me the Winnipeg-Toronto uh, uh, Toronto game. Um, the Isles power play all of a sudden is getting going. Uh, they score their third and five attempts with a Pajot tip. Good Lord, did he need that goal. And it was interesting it was that the end of a power play, it looks like it was the second unit out there, and Pajo just got in front in the Anders Lee office uh, area and tips in a Sebastian Aho shot. So Sebastian Ajo being used uh, in the way that he should be, which is on the power play because he's not as good defensively. And um, yeah, just throwing pucks to the net. The Isles on the power play looking invested uh, more so in throwing the puck to the net in the last couple of games, and it's paying off for them. So uh, that ties it up. The Islanders get through two, tied, um, looking fairly decent, you know, their, their game, they're looking more dangerous in the offensive zone than they have in a while. Part of that is the team getting healthier, uh, you know, with COVID, and uh, hopefully, you know, when Brock Nelson comes back, that'll be a huge piece in looking like a competent team again. But again, even uh, when looking good, only one goal through two, only <laughs> 15 shots through two, it's not going to get it done. Uh, even with a team looking to, to put the puck on net, uh, on the power play, 5-on-5, five five, I'm, I'm still, it's not good enough. Uh, a lot of times, I'm noticing when it comes back to the D-men, D-men are throwing it, you know, purposely wide of the net, looking for that tip. Guess what? We are not getting that tip, that specific type of tip. Um, and maybe just put it towards the net. Maybe you're better off just making the goalie make a stop even if it's an easy one. Although I also complain about logo shots. I'm going to complain about everything. Just know that that's going to happen. Uh, So, uh, Ryan, uh, sorry, not Ryan Strom. Dylan Strom scores and celebrates, you know, very excitedly. And it could be because it's his second of the year, but because we're the Islanders and we uh, ask, how does this affect the Islanders? uh, We probably say that he was yelling uh, in honor of his brother, Ryan, who the Islanders wronged with air quotes um, so 2-1 there and it's a frustrating one because uh, it's a guy just left completely open, it's a couple of things that the Islanders in their D zone miss uh, as AJ pointed out uh, Wallstrom not great on the back check but also I thought Parise cutting in and guarding a guy that I thought Aho had covered didn't help and then on top of that Aho just kind of poked it out right too strong so a little bit of everything going on there all wrong uh, so 2 1 there, and it kind of feels like I turned to my brother, and we're like, That's game, right? Uh, it's funny that any deficit for the Islanders feels like it's insurmountable. But uh, the Isles show a lot of fight in the last couple of minutes. They're doing a good job keeping pucks in. Noah Dobson played one of his best games of the year. He was roving around the ice tonight, and he gets rewarded. Um, he gets a puck. It's around in the offensive zone for a while. Wallstrom had a lot of good chances, especially on a couple of the power plays they got, just ripping it towards the net, Fleury holding his ground. Uh, and the Islanders not getting as much of uh, sc- the screens that they would like. And uh, a lot of shots to the logo, like I said. And um, finally, with two seconds left, with the puck all over, with 10 seconds left, it went to the corner, and I was just like, that's game. But Barzal pulls it back, waits... I thought too long, but he's an NHL player and I'm not. And he slides it to Noah Dobson, who, with the help of a huge Anders Lee uh, 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 net front presence, I'm blanking on the word right now, screen, there it is, uh, rips one goal, the point streak survives, and that's all that matters. If the Islanders go five, ten, and 67 We're probably still finishing last, but let me tell you, they, you flip half those games and who knows? Uh, so, uh, the Islanders tie it there, and the last couple of games overtime has been really embarrassing. Uh, so the Islanders played it extremely safely tonight, and how safely they didn't put a puck on net. They just skated around the zone, very comfortable taking the puck out of the zone, and just not letting Chicago have it. And the last two seconds, Dobson held uh, Seth Jones's stick. Um, I have heard a great idea that if you commit a penalty in OT at that point, that the OT should be extended for that penalty. I think that's a great idea because no Dobson does the absolute right thing by what the rules are, which is two seconds left, and the power play basically won't exist. Just tear the guy down. Just haul him down. So 2-2, we go to a shootout. Um, good attempt by Wally, good stop by Flurry. Uh, great attempt again on, on the second go by Barzal. Fleury was standing tall. Uh, Varley made a great stop on Taves, um, which is good because screw Taves and screw the Hawks in general. Um, but Patrick Kane, you know, when he's up and he has a chance to take the lead, you're just like, yeah. And he roofs one. And then uh, Bovillier, not a terrible attempt, but another good stop. And the Islanders have lost 11 in a row. Um, but let me tell you, the last three games, boy, are they fighting. I don't care. The season's over, uh, and I think the sooner that people realize that, the better. My marker died halfway through putting together the scoreboard, and the Islanders died way earlier than the half point of the season this year. So, Islanders are 5-15, and 15, really, uh, You know, if you take the, the losses and put them together. And uh, they're not good. They have some easier games this week, starting with Ottawa. If they lose to Ottawa, I think even the people that are holding out hope will give up. And I think they probably should have already, but they absolutely will. The Islanders are going to have to pay, play at like 110, 115 point pace to make the playoffs at this point. And though the Metro was allowing them an opportunity by losing a lot of games recently, I don't think it's going to happen. So this feels like a completely lost season. And uh, I will very quickly take this time to say uh, Lou Lamorello didn't do a good enough job in the offseason. Uh, Char- getting Chara was funny, um, but he should be a 7th D-man. Um, to be fair, once we discovered that Robin Solo can play 20 minutes a night, uh, I think Chara should be gone. So then that's utilization, and that's more of a Barry Trotz issue. And I also disagree with Barry Trotz philosophically on the idea that uh, veterans should always get more leeway. I think when you've got a guy like Chara, who's been you know, as bad as he has for as long as he has, uh, maybe it's time to move on. And Sebastian Ajo has even been better recently. So that's the video. I had a lot to say. Uh, The Islanders suck. And uh, we'll see you for the next one. The link in the description for the podcast or something. I don't care. Goodbye. (sighs)